Welcome to a new episode of True Crime's Fashion and Passion. Today is a Fashion and Passion episode, and I have my favorite co-host, Pat Cleveland. Shh, don't tell Carol that. But uh, I love them both equally. <laughs> we are quite a funny triumvirate between the three of us, and we've known each other for so many years, so it's like we're like a, a functioning, dysfunctional family. <laughs> anyway, our guest today is really interesting. Talk about creative and talk about the new generation, Drew Elliott. He is the creative director at Mac. He worked at Paper Magazine. He is the man that is responsible for that Kim Kardashian cover that broke the internet. Yes, Drew is an internet breaker and a rule breaker and someone who just really has his own personal style and loves sharing that with others. And and I think he's someone that really gets his energy and his creativity from other people. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host Pat Cleveland and my guest Drew Elliott. Hello, hello, Naeem Khan is here. I am so excited about our next guest, Jay, Jay Alexander. Alexander. New king yes. of New York fashion That's week, right. Raul Peñaranda. Stop it, you make me blush like a white woman. <gasps> what was that inspiration again? So inspiration was Norman Norell. Oh, I think what motivated me to keep going was paying the goddamn rent. How do you get to be the king of New York fashion week? Yes. When you are the underdog and you don't care, I was trying to scream. I was trying to tell everybody, I'm here. Worked with a genius like him. You make things that are made by hand. It's craftsmanship at its best. That was kind of a routine that you knew how to do a deal with the timing. Oscar one time said to me, focus in the product yes. and let the product speak for itself. Yeah. You know, the real Miss J on yeah. Instagram, you know where to find my black ass. I love you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Okay, today's guest, we're so excited, he is unapologetic, he is confident, he is badass, and he's a scholar of pop culture. He is also Mac's creative director. Drew, welcome to the show. Yay! Oh my goodness, <laughs> the most fabulous Zoom room I've ever been in. I mean, this is, this is high fashion. Hi. That is very gold. I think yes. I want to just roll myself around in there. Yes, it's something you take <laughs> off to the moon. <laughs> it's very glamorous. Universal. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. I am a major Cher fan, so I just want to talk about that right away. Shadi, who thought of that? Well, it's a combination. I mean, we all came together and wanted to do something absolutely memorable and exciting and, you know, raise the stakes. And, and so... Bringing Cher with Saweetie, who is stunning and amazing and fabulous, putting them together in a combination, like only Mac could do that. And so bringing, you know, a legend and this, you know, emerging absolute superstar all together, um, you know, created a, a moment where we could put makeup and put Mac to the test in a true challenge. So super fun. I'm so glad you cleared that. I've been calling Shawty. I just didn't know how to pronounce Saweetie. 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 Yes. I love the music. I love her, but I have been saying it wrong. Who Aww. knew? She's your best friend. <laughs> I really love that. Tell me, who are your favorite collaborations? Like you haven't been met with Mac forever. You you were back at paper, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But tell us who are some of your favorite Mac campaigns? Because I've got quite a few myself that are favorites. I think. I mean, there there have been so. I mean, Harris Reed, we did well. Well, since I've been at Mac, so that was super exciting because he is an amazing young talent, um, gender fluid, and and really brings 
you know, gendered to the front of fashion in such an interesting and exciting way and literally came out of fashion school and has a Mac collaboration. That I think is, is so fabulous. And then, you know, back in the day, um, I, I love, I, I love the Heatherette one because I was oh, there yes. in the middle of it all with I Richie Rich and boys. Traver. Yeah, we keep up. <laughs> well, that's very you. That's 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 kind of the beginning of your generation. I think of you in that, you know, the next generation of club kids, so to speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, you're, exactly. the, you're the new club kids. We need that. We you need know, new club. <laughs> Pat and I have been around since Dinosaurs and Cher walked the earth. Do you believe in love, love after love after love? 54. After love? I, you know, we were like dancing to uh, I was born in a wagon of a traveling show. <laughs> you know, we've been around forever. So it's so great to see new energy and you just bring that whole essence. I mean, to be part of such a major brand like Mac. How do you get to that position? I want to get a job there. <laughs> What's that, that paper magazine with Kim Kardashian thing that you did that sort of like set it off? The world on I fire. did so yes so break so I don't know I guess I guess you know I've I've been friends with Mac for so many years and I I used to do um you know trend reporting I did a trolls collaboration with Mac so I've a always trolls been collaboration wow, wait 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 wait, wait. wait what <laughs> what <laughs> you missed it oh but um, <laughs> back in the day, yeah, there was a Trolls collaboration where they actually made makeup for the hair. And so I worked on that collaboration and I worked with Mac and, you know, with James Gager um, and with the teams for so many years. And then, you know, now I'm I, I, <laughs> I guess I'm part of the family. You definitely are. You, you are. You the, are DNA. You are the DNA of Mac. That's what you happened. know. I try. I just remember being, you know, a, a young queer kid in Indiana and being like, wow, I think the only place I can really like see myself is at the Mac counter. And, and you know, and, and remember having those Viva Glam ads, you know, whether it's plastered on the wall or, or you know, those were always the beacon. And, and you know, I was friends with the whole Heatherette crew and David LaChapelle, oh. you know, when I was I was growing up in New York and you know, seeing them make the clothes and David shooting the campaign and Elton John. And, but I was right there. And now it's interesting that, you know, to your point with Cher and Sweetie, it's, it's now I'm making it. And it, it's such an honor. It's such an honor to work for a brand that has the legacy um, and the social mission and the creativity at its heart. It, it really is a unique um, place uh, to be. You're the storyteller of now. So let's talk about being a kid in Indiana. We were all kids somewhere and there's kids out there that are going to listen to this. How do you go? For, were you picked on as a kid or did you fit in? Were you the cool kid or were you different? Or, I know you were different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I was picked on. I was picked on. You know, I, I, I remember when I was a young kid, um, you know, I, I was called horrible names and uh, and it was, you know, and then I, my parents, I had the most amazing parents you could ever imagine. Um, and so they, you know, they took me out of, out of the school that I was in and put me into um, a school that really focused on theater and art so that, because that was my passion. And I, I would leave, I would leave Indiana and go to New York every summer and go to theater camp. And really, I think, you know, one of the things that was so interesting is, you know, when I was in fifth grade, they had the hobby show. Like, what's your hobby? And I did makeup. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, let's get that out there. Queer. Can you queer? I don't know, but that's yeah. just telling everybody you can be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, 
it was really around special effects makeup, but I was like, I made a huge sign that said makeup. And what's funny now is I look back, my mother didn't say anything about it. It was only encouragement, but it's like, and I went and did it and people were amazed and they loved it and they loved what I made. And I think, you know, cause I, I always led with, I just remained true to my creative vision and spirit and I never really cared. And I think my parents gave me that protection. Um, and then, you know, coming to New York, you really, you really understand, like, there are people who are just like me. And that's what I love about Mac is, is that Mac has always said, you know, there are people just like you and you're okay, just exactly as you are. And whether you want to wear no makeup or you want to be full glam, like we have something for you and come in and we'll show you how to do it. You have sunscreens. You you probably <laughs> invented all these wonderful things, you know, Green to make you. Yes, <laughs> that's classic. what I like. Oh, to take away the stress. Oh my God. The oh, green lip balm, yay! Well, Pat's a mom, and she has two beautiful kids, and and I think we all appreciate moms. And your mom was an artist, so basically, mm-hmm. you're just continuing the legacy, really, right? I, I I guess I you know my dad was a businessman, and my mom was an artist, and I think the dynamic between those two like created me because I I love business, I love big brands, I like. You know, I like the business of beauty and fashion and all of these things, but simultaneously, I like to disrupt it with wild art. And yes. so I think, you know, that's the <laughs> idea. Like Bring it in. We love it. a little wild because it's natural. You're the natural <laughs> one. It's like Pat twirling down the runways is disruptive. You know, that's how you that's how you express yourself. And your dad must be really happy. As Joan Rivers said to my father the first time she met him, huh? oh, my God, congratulations. You have a son that's working. <laughs> your dad must love the SVP title. Like, he must be like, my son's an SVP. And the TED yeah. Talks, Estee Lauder. <laughs> yeah, TED. That's the big so, thing, yeah, no, you know. I've had such, I've had such a, you know, I, I'm so grateful because I've, I've, you know, I, I look at I look at all the things that I've done, and you know, as I was a club kid when I started, and you know, now I have I'm a creative director, and really, my whole job, my whole life has been to make people excited, and um, you know, well, I've got a stiffy listening to you. Ah, are you moist? Are you moist? I'm a little moist. I got a stiff. I'm excited. <laughs> That's our favorite excited. word now. <laughs> it was the green lip balm, really. I think so. It helps. <laughs> And you we know, need to get you a talk about being a kid, you know, Pat and I were discussing, we had seen that you had vit- vitiligo when you were a child. It's a beauty vitiligo, thing. Vitiligo, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a beauty thing. It's a beauty thing. thing is you managed to take that instead of it being something that, you know, I worked with Michael Jackson several times in his last photo shoots. Mm-hmm. And I really talked, we talked about it a lot. And it was so interesting to learn about it. And, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So vitiligo for, you know, for those who don't know, it's, it's basically you, your, your body thinks it's allergic to its pigment. And so it, it, in, in certain spots, you, you know, you have your, your skin just goes, lose all, loses all of its pigment. Um, And so what's interesting is I, um, I got vitiligo when I was 20. So it doesn't show it's genetic, but it doesn't always show up um, when you're young. So I was kind of past those teenage years and kind of like had my confidence at least. But what's interesting about um, vitiligo is it really starts on your face. And so you have this kind of like thing that you don't know what's happening and it's on your face. And it's so, and so that, you know, for me personally, that's what started my relationship with makeup because for a long time I covered it up. You know, I, I needed, I needed makeup to really kind of like face, face the world. And then slowly, you know, as I, as I got older, it's, 
I didn't need it anymore. And, and, you know, I wanted to show up in a different way. You know, now I put blush on it because yeah, it's I a beautiful her. thing. You're yeah. like an Antonio, blush. you're like an Antonio sketch, you know, one of those futuristic Antonio beauties, you know, have you seen his collection when he did that, that beautiful sketch? Yeah. I wish, I oh, wish. Oh God, I mean, you're I, one of his models. Oh, well, you got over <laughs> the psychological stress. And, you know, I think that's so inspiring that you're with Mac. You create products to give people courage and to feel beautiful. And your psychological sense of who you are, the makeup helped. And then you said, I don't need it or I can use it. You know, like people need that thing. It's like shoes or clothes or anything that you need to bring you through a time, you know, and you can just say that, oh, okay, this is how you do it. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And I think, you know, what's so amazing is, you know, I have, I have the joy. I, I, you know, oversee all the packaging at Mac too. So it's like, it's so amazing when we make something and, you know, we, we make a 3d model of it, or we get all of these in and you start seeing it. And then you're like, wow, this is going to be made. And, you know, millions of people will use this and it will make them feel a specific way, whether they're getting ready for a date or, you know, their work or just starting, you know, starting their day with a, a lip balm. Mm -hmm. It's like they get to have, they have a relationship with a product that makes them feel fantastic. They're floating. I yeah, love they're it. floating I mean, at the airport. So oh my God, you can't get enough. You know, it is for guys. It is for guys, whether you're straight, you're gay. We're allowed. We're allowed. Yeah, you're, mm -hmm. we, we've given ourselves permission. It's really phenomenal. Yeah, everything. At Mac, it's, you know, all ages, all races, all genders has, has been the mantra since, you know, since the beginning. And so... You know, what's been interesting, you know, we've been working on designing the stores and, and you know, giving giving that a refresh and doing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, looking at old store designs and looking at new ones, it's amazing to see that mantra, you know, it's, it's built into stone on the store or it's like built into the structure and you, you really start understanding just how important it is, you know, whether it was, you know, in the, in the 80s, 90s or whether it's today, you still see those words everywhere. And I think it, it's amazing to work at, at a company that has the, that foundation. They're and yet they're futuristic. We, we interviewed yeah. Marielle Barbeau the other day, Bobo, the- uh, Covers of Ebony. Uh, the Ebony. The Ebony and I, I've been saying for years, like, why do stores still look like they're in 1950? Why do magazines still look like they're in 1950? And suddenly, whoosh, yeah. and just like that, mm -hmm. and just like that, the world has changed and magazine covers move. Stores are moving. Mac, Mac has always been futuristic. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not here to plug Mac by any means because I, I only say what I believe. And if I didn't like it, we wouldn't have had you on the show. It works. <laughs> but I, I well, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer in and and the imaging. And it, we talked about this also. It's so interesting, the connection of like an editor-in-chief to you because it's it's been so interesting to see how the world is progressing and and and, and about aspiration we, we used to say we said how ma magazine shoots used to be aspirational and now they suddenly got very pedestrian and oh it can't be but that's going to change so like and i think it's important to look at what's happening inside of culture and you know to your point i went to school for pop culture i mm -hmm. built a whole thing around it and you know there are moments in culture that are, are showing us that that is going to change so hallelujah the euphoria effect is oh, massive obsessed you know, and so it's it's amazing and so i think 
or even Bridgerton and how kind of like cottage core is coming into every day. So a little bit of blush, a little bit of powder. So it's like, you look at these things and everything has, has you know, signified that we are going to go back into, it's not gonna be glam like it was, but it's going to be glam, you know, of now, which is maybe more of a, a simple skincare routine, but then a dramatic eye or a bold lip or, you know, lashes. Or maybe, maybe even light therapy, you know, for people who have to deal with skin things, you can invent these little tools, you know, that we can use like, oh, I have a pimple here, put some light therapy. Or, <laughs> you know, if you have this thing that you have that you can, in three days, you can heal your face with it, you know, light therapy. It's all in the light in the makeup. <laughs> it's endless. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that's, that's, and there's so many innovators and also the makeup artists. No. I mean, yes, oh. Gregory Arlt, I mean, Gregory Arlt. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, the first, it was in my first days mm -hmm. at Mac, I said, I want to go to a store. I don't want any corporate people to come with me. I want to go to a store and I want to speak to all of our artists. Yes. And it was so interesting. They gave me my education. They said, this is what's great for this. This foundation works for that. And our consumers want this. And then they gave me a laundry list of all the things that they wanted to see because mm -hmm. they have a, you know, they have such a unique perspective on what's happening in makeup culture. And you know, we're lucky we have 13,000 across the world who are constantly feeding into, you know, what we're making and what we're doing. And, you know, we don't have the shade of foundation or we absolutely need, you know, new blushes for darker skin tones or whatever the case may be. There's we, we have, you know, such a network that's that's constantly keeping us up to date. Global, well, global. Global, global. And it's speaking global. of global, let's talk about, let's first let's talk about, we have to go backwards. Mm -hmm. Thank you for never being mundane. That That's the first <laughs> thing, never being pedestrian and mundane. But let's talk about the Kim Kardashian cover that broke the <gasps> internet. This is so epic. And you are the man responsible for that besides good. Kim's butt. Yeah, and jump all good. <laughs> and jump all good, jump yes. All good. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I was, I've always been a, an a enormous fan of John Paul Goode yes. and, and, and all of the pictures that he did with Grace Jones mm -hmm. and all of, you know, all, all of the amazing artwork that he has done. And, and, you know, when, when I was at, at paper, Kim Hastrider, mm -hmm. um, the original founder um, and creator of paper, she had John Paul Goode do mm -hmm. the back cover for years. Mm -hmm. And so he would do a drawing and do an image and bring something exciting. And so, when I when I went and and I took you know started working on the creative there, I wanted to do a moment that was going to be you know pop culture kind of it, like a, an earthquake, right? Yes. And so you did it. Oh my gosh! Yes. I think and I think the interesting thing is that you know Kim and Kim had such a unique relationship with her body and showing her curves and being proud of that. And so you know, I, I then started thinking about John Paul Goode and, and all, you know, his contributions and everything, you know, all the people he shot and all of those things. And I was like, you know, could we, could we create one of his amazing iconic images? And, you know, he identified this image and we started working on it of, of you know, of creating this and then, you know, creating the hashtag of break the internet. Mm -hmm. it, it, in concert, it, it created something that, you know, the whole world saw. And mm -hmm. I, I think that, that's the that's the interesting thing is is if you make something creative that um, 
the whole world wants to see, they'll find it. But you so, brought a bit, a bit of history also forward. You know, you're bringing sure. the artists that you admire and the and the things, the shoulders you stand on, and you're giving them credit too. You know, it's, it's part of yourself. You are part of them, and they are part of you, and everything you do. So, do you yeah, ever have fear? Huh? Do you ever have fear of you know, like taking such an iconic image? And reproducing it creates a lot of like, well, it's not the same in comparison. I think as a creator, we often have fear. Will people like it? Picasso, everybody, Africa. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, with with John, I didn't recreate it with a different photographer. So Mm -hmm. I created it with the same photographer, which, you know, I've done I've done in the past, too. But it's like sometimes you want to go to to a creator and and you know, bring the art and bring, you know, it was, it was interesting after that cover hit, you know, John Paul Good called and was like, there are news trucks outside of my house. There are people. (laughs) And, and, you know, he's such a brilliant artist and what he has done, um, you know, across culture and how he brings his lightheartedness to some amazing topics or, you know, the, the parade that he did in France or, you know, I love that people now know you know, who he is. A young generation now knows who he is. And I think that's... It's, and he's one I of the charms you know. on your charm bracelet. Whatever you wear is always going to be a part of you because he inspired you and you brought it through to now. You didn't let things die. You're watering the intelligence of art because you're an artist and you make people realize there are other people who had this sensation and appreciate what you have and appreciate other people. The way you do also in your makeup decisions, the decisions you make for the packaging you're appreciating what can be said culturally and etc you know what i mean yeah and i think there mm-hmm. is something too and and you know mac mac has always been too about about you know all ages and i think one of the things you know it's interesting to work with with amazing people who are icons and they have you know brand new ideas and you want to bring those to life and and i think that and and giving space for that i think is really exciting yeah, there's a place for everyone in your world because you're oh. inclusive and you you embrace everything because you've been there, done that, you've suffered, you know what it is to be an artist and you give it to them and you open that business world for them that they have, you know, yeah. all these young makeup artists, oh, I can't wait, you know, they're in their school, I can't wait to get to MAC, I hope somebody sees me, you know. Well, and it's, it's like not just the makeup artists, one of the and, exciting and, things that MAC has done for years is supporting designers. I think you did 19 shows just for following with like John Batista Valley, Moschino, Mos- um, um, Miss Sony, and and uh, for years you've been supporting make uh, backstage, designers, fast, backstage. fashion designers backstage. We watch those Mac people come in, and we're happy they're there. <laughs> they clean up everybody. Oh God, we're a mess, and they get a hold of us, and we're the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you know Mac. I, I I always say that Mac is actually the most fashionable makeup brand because um, you know that backstage is where a lot of the trends come from. It's where we see things that are happening. It's always just a little bit ahead. And mm-hmm. so I think the lucky, you know, the lucky pieces are legacy inside of this. And and this starts, you know, in, in the nineties of, mm-hmm. you know, doing these, um, you know, fashion shows um, and bringing this to life. And now Mac has, has supported and been the makeup partner um, for some of, of the most important designers in the world. And, you know, whether it's Christopher John Rogers or Richard Quinn or just oh, love, 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 or, love, you know, it's like, or, you know, or Ferragamo or Miss Sony. So it's like, it, it runs from, 
you know, the brands that have been established, but, but you know, want to bring a unique point of view in, in makeup all the way to someone who's having their first show. And I think we've never been afraid to support someone before it's cool. That's so, right. Amen in to that. And that's visionary, so visionary. Visionary. Exactly. Tell us quickly, B. I know you have to go. You've got a million other calls. Aww. None as glamorous as us, of course, Aww. and as loving. It would be hard. But <laughs> it would be hard. Tell us, the, tell us some of the new designers to look for. Obviously, Richard Quinn, Christopher John Rogers. Who else would you tell us is out there and hot? Because we want to get them on the show. Yay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, Richard Quinn, I, I adore and is making, you know, amazing, amazing kind of work. I think that... Um, Christopher John Rogers, to your point, I absolutely adore and I think is is fantastic. And I think who also I love Chromat. I love uh, Peter Dew. I love um, Harris Reed is doing obviously, you know, very exciting things. So I don't know. There's you can never choose, but there's always. There's we just always, love to hear the new names. Yeah, now we we're like all going to go Google. Everybody yeah, listening is going to so go Google. It's so musical to us that you have that passion for this kind of fashion. People need to listen. Yes. They do. I <laughs> thank podcasts. you. Thank oh, you. Thank too. you for sharing these beautiful stories with us and, and your, your beauty with us. And your energy. We need that. We yes. love it. Mm -hmm. I feel so lucky and I feel so lucky to have known you you both since I was I was so young and yeah. I've admired you both so oh. much um, in everything that you've we done. blush and so I really I, I appreciate um, being in your company thank you we could sing a we Whitney too. song for you yeah, I believe yeah, the children are our future. future oh wait we have to pay if we sing too oh, much no, of that don't do it <laughs> <laughs> we love you Drew we'll see you thank soon you. oh my gosh I hope you guys are enjoying my friends as much as I enjoy them I mean Pat and Drew are they funny or what? Seriously. I, I, and the minds. I think it's so interesting to see how people's minds work. Pat has one of the most interesting minds I know. And and Drew. Drew, just how his mind works. Oh, my gosh. I love the story where he he was just out there being himself. And he went to the, the art show to do the art show. And he wanted to do makeup. And they were wondering, was he gay or not? Ah, you know. I, I, it's so great to hear people have their free spirit and being able to, even in those times. I mean, you know, this isn't even now where you feel like we should be free to do whatever we want. But but in those times, it was even more conservative. Everybody was like Ron DeSantis. And <laughs> boo. And <laughs> hiss, Ted Cruz. So, you know, I love that I have so many creative friends that are really out there and they're not afraid to be themselves and they're rule breakers and they're glass ceiling breakers. So Drew Elliott, I salute you, babe. And Pat Cleveland, just keep being you. Stay tuned. Next week are, oh my gosh, talk about a real rule breaker. The incredible, the fabulous, the Reine de Pau, la Princesse de Pau. They used to call her the, the Princess of Skin, Katusha Naim. And we will tell you how she met her tragic end to her fashion career and life in Paris.